Ray. Morning, John. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm feeling good. Fantastic. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad it's Saturday. Because it's... It's my favorite day of the year, Ray. It is. Here it on Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It means it's time for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Right. So today we're going to talk about the, uh, let's see, what is it, the sixth death in, six. the, in the road to the sale, according to our analysis, is uh, F&I. We're going to talk about F&I. F&I. So I noticed we did a podcast on F&I earlier and i just titled it because you can't put the ampersand in a file name right so i just named it fni and then uh through our production company it got put out on the website as, as fni F-N-I, right I, yeah. I noticed your your text to me saying we probably we gotta, need to change we this. gotta change that yeah. yeah maybe even type out a and d yeah and maybe f and I. Right. So it stands for finance and insurance. instigation. Right. <laughs> oh, ins- you're right. It's insurance. So Finance and ignorance. So that, That's what some sales managers call that department. Right. <laughs> finance and ignorance. Or, or another F. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, finance and insurance. So we, we've gone through the whole process. We've had the meet and greet, the presentation, the demonstration drive. We've come back to the store and we've done a write-up. We have. And we've agreed upon figures with the client. Correct. We have brokered a deal between the sales manager and the buying customer. Correct. And now we have to get that deal finalized and proper and legal. Okay. And we've come to the end. All of right. Yet another. Yeah. This was great. I think one of our best yet. So, so what? what is a, we could speak about in terms of the salesperson, the sales manager. What is the responsibility of the sales department to prepare a deal for finance? I, I think that is a much talked about in dealerships yeah. uh, subject. And I think we ought to talk about it today. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. Well, Go ahead. We, we do have the, the plethora of requirements. Of course, they become more stringent every year, uh, more things signed. I mean, it amazes me how, you know, the, the customer signs agreeing that what the mileage is on their trade, and then we sign agreeing what the mileage is on the trade, and then we both sign what we agree with the mileage is on the trade, and then we have to sign what the mileage is on the new one. They have to sign. Yeah, and, and I've been in dealerships where, because that paperwork wasn't done correctly, we've sold them a different VIN number than the car we actually delivered. Uh, unfortunately, I've happens all the happen. time, yeah. and what a nightmare for uh, for our accounting department. We switch vehicles, and the old write-up sheet had on this VIN number. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so or there's equipment that we didn't include in there that needed to be included, or we included the, equipment that wasn't get included. the deal bought at a higher price. Right. Know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Obviously, we have paperwork requirements. I mean, you know, we've always heard, you know, just just submit a clean deal, right? Right. I always had, and I'm sure this was common practice, but I kind of did it personally, whether anybody did it for me or not, but I had a deal jackets made up in my desk drawer, you know, that had everything you need for a deal, right. you know, whether it's the odometer statement or the trade-in um, information, or I mean, even down to things like the insurance and, and stuff like that. So. Photocopy of the driver's license. Yeah, and one of my favorite things is having a pre-printed deal jacket folder with the things on the outside, right, listed, so you can check those off. But the problem with it is it's got 30 things on there, and you you can submit a deal with only 10 
and nobody will ever say anything. It's like it's superfluous, and you're kind of training the salespeople that when I ask you for these requirements, really only about 50% of them are actual requirements. Yeah. The other 50 are suggestions. Yeah, so, well, but I, I think it's it's getting in the habit of doing it correctly, right? I mean, if yeah. if we have, and, and it can even become a, you know, a point of reference for the customer as I'm going through as a salesperson and checking these things off, hey, I see we need this. And I would contend that us not being organized at this point in the deal yeah. is one of the huge time killers. Absolutely. And what requires or, or, or makes a customer have to be at the dealership for such an extended period of time. Right here, if we can be organized and, and know exactly what it is that we need and be checking things off, even, I mean, we get a driver's license copy of the driver's license at the point that we go on a test drive mm-hmm. well boom there you know i mean we check that off we get insurance at the time of the test drive great there we go that we already got that covered and then it becomes the you know they're getting military discount well we need a copy of their you know uh, military uh or where, they, or where they work uh, things like that may right. you know i know there's a lot of partner uh, incentives for manufacturers so you know they have to have proof of where they work um that <laughs> that brings up a funny thing that, I mean, I'll be uh, honest here. It's happened to me uh, more than once where you get that uh, John Higgins to finance, John Higgins to finance. I'm like, oh, crap, maybe they're ready. You know, let me go see if they're ready. And you go back there, man, where the hell's their insurance card? I mean, right. really? You yeah. bring me a deal with that insurance card? doing this, John? Right. And you don't know to get an insurance card? I mean, come on. <laughs> so you go back out there, get the insurance card, and you take it back. Hey, uh, where's the mileage statement? <laughs> well, if I'd done my job on the front end, that guy would be back there preparing the paperwork right. instead of paging me. Yeah, and then you know, half the time I was out on the lot helping the guy, you know, uh, clean up the. And what does that finance guy do while he's waiting for you? He goes on to the next. Well, right, yeah, it just sets mine aside. Right. And starts working on the next one. So I think sales does have a big influence on how long finance takes. Absolutely. Or at least you can eliminate that as a finance excuse. Yeah. Right? And we know that that's one of the biggest concerns. Is one of the reasons, I think one of the drivers of the quote-unquote new market within the auto industry of mm-hmm. the uh, Carvanas or, or the others is, wow, if you go into a dealership, it's going to take you all day. Right, and mm-hmm. and we've even uh, seen uh, manufacturers, OEMs, try to address that issue because it's a common complaint of customers. Right. So it's something well, we can do as a sales team to better facilitate that on behalf of our customers. Well, let's get into technology for a minute. I mean, this is slightly off subject, talking about you know initial client interaction and advertising and that kind of thing. But I've seen more and more dealers go to like a pre-approval process. Uh, even so far, I talked to a vendor the other day that basically had the customer fill out a credit app along with a, a website inquiry, you know, at, at their decision. It wasn't forced upon them, right. but kind of listed as an option, get pre-approved. Well, they could fill out a quick five-liner or something like that. And But this company, this vendor would go so far as to send a report to the client, to the customer, that says, here's your credit score on the vehicle you chose. Here's what your interest rate would be. Right. Here's what your payment would be. And... 
then I assume when the customer showed up, then the F and I person could be like, okay, you know, here's your base payment if that's what you want, but would you like a protection plan? Yeah. You know, I, for a new vehicle, I'd recommend this. Uh, so there is definitely still an upsell, uh, definitely still an upsell possibility there. But I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that interesting, or is that too futuristic, or just not a good business practice? I think it's something that for for those customers who are very um, savvy as to you know, or maybe savvy isn't the right word, that are are concerned with. I want to know what I'm going walking into before I get there. Um, it's going to be beneficial to them. Right. So right. those customers who are going to look and say, you know what, I appreciate that you're offering this, you know, advanced kind of pulling the curtain back and showing me where I stand rather than bringing me in beforehand and and kind of forcing me into a situation. Um, I, I, I see it both ways. I can certainly see some F&I managers saying Man, no, don't, don't touch my customer. Don't tell him the rate. Uh, let me share the rate. Let me sell him on the rate. Let after me, I bump it two points. After I, Yeah, I take my two points that I'm allowed as well as, you know, I may want to push him toward this, uh, you know, credit company rather than necessarily over here. Right. Um, you know, or there's certainly those where the incentives are linked to, Right. Financing with the with the manufacturer's <clears throat> finance company, right? And then all of a sudden they say, "Well, no, you you know, I know my credit right. is this, and I should be getting this this rate." Well, yeah, you can get that, but you're going to lose you know, two thousand dollars exactly. in incentive. Yeah, I think that and we it, can present those things as a value proposition to the client. What what I like some things about it, and there are some things I have concerns about. One of the things I like is that. It shows that the customer is further down the road in the process. Right. I mean, if you have somebody that's filling out this information and getting a pre-approval, they're looking for a vehicle. They're serious right? buyer. Yeah. I mean, your your likelihood of making that deal goes up. Right. Uh, I feel like it also gives that air of transparency. Yeah. That we are fully transparent with the customer, that we're showing the customer Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you everything on the front end, right? I mean, so you it's say a CSI, all the time, it's a customer service benefit, right? I mean, I know you're a proponent of let's <clears throat> give them all the information, right? Let's let's do an appraisal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of that mm -hmm. uh, Grant Cardone mentality of the location of your vehicle has zero to do with its value, <laughs> right? 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 So it's kind of that same, you know, why would we not want to give them the information on the trade value? Why would and, we and not be seen as the information based dealer, right? Yeah. So there, there are those advantages, but you know, on the other side, it, it could create a, a more difficult conversation once they get in the box. Well, you know, and another aspect I didn't even think about is if we agree that you know only twenty percent of customers buy the vehicle that they picked out, right? Then all those figures could be irrelevant. You know, they may know their credit score, right. but if they come in and pick out a different vehicle, well, the payment may be different, the rate may be different, there may be different uh, factors in that deal. Yeah, um, and, and it, it goes to having those kind of conversations with the customer, which I loved having those conversations. It just made me the expert, right? right? When I could share with the customer, let me pull the veil back, right? Let me open the curtains and explain to you how this process works, which 90% of the buyers out there have no idea. Yeah. how it really works. 
and made you their liaison. Yeah, and you know, all guy. of a sudden I became the expert in, hey, let me share with you kind of some of the inner workings of how we're going to put this deal together for you and why this is in your best interest. However, I know that there are, I mean, call them old school or call them, you know, whatever you want. People who Car think, badgers? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm on my popcorn break. Uh, but but I don't know people, why you give them figures before they even get to the dealer. Right. Yeah, you're just encouraging them to go down the street. <laughs> but put bullets in their gun, boy. There are those people I think who gravitate toward yeah. having as few of those type conversations as possible. They see the the us giving up the leverage of the dealership. Yeah. Uh, in order, but yeah, we've got a, a tech savvy. You know, I mean, I, I tell people all the time. You know, there, there's not a number. You know, both as a consultant, as you know, in doing trainings with salespeople, as well as when I was a salesperson all before, I would say, listen, you know as well as I do, Mister Customer. There's not a number I have here at the dealership that, with five minutes and a smartphone, you can't find. Right. So right. why should I hide anything? Right? What? What? How is that to my advantage? You can check me. I encourage you to. Right? That that was an old Cardone line, uh, a joke in one of his earlier live CDs. Was the customer comes in and and uh, you know they're working a deal and wants a trade value. So the salesman says, "Well, you know, I don't, uh, I can't give you trade value, you know, at this time." So so the customer says, "Well, it says here in this book." You know that it's worth five thousand dollars. Well, he goes, how'd, "How'd you get a book?" Well, I don't even have a book. So <laughs> he said, "Sales manager's got a book. You got a book. I'm the only one without a book, right. and everybody else knows what your trade's worth, but except for me." <laughs> and, and you see those managers out there who don't worry about that. He, he finished that, by the way, by saying, "Anybody with." $15 can be a used car manager. <laughs> All you had to do is go down to Books a Million, buy an NADA black book. Now, this was back in the day when you had to have a black Around book. Well, an actual book. Yeah. Because anybody can go down to Books a Million, buy a black book, and now they're a used car manager. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now all you need is a smartphone. Right. You don't even need the damn book. Right, right. So, uh, but uh, to me, it's always to our advantage to be the the transparent, sharing the information. I feel like I've got a better opportunity to sell the vehicle if they trust the fact that I'm, I want to disclose with them. I want to pull the curtain back. I want to them to see the inner workings and, and, uh, and what's to their advantage. Okay. So, but once they get in the box, it's definitely a, a sale, a selling opportunity. Okay, right, right. So, so let's uh, talk a little bit about how can the sales department set up finance. I don't. How long? Where are we at on time? Uh, we're at fifteen. Okay, good. So let's let's talk for a minute about how the sales department can set up finance to be more successful or to be more effective. So obviously, we're we're going to on the back end try to uh, promote our products, and not that we're just trying to spam products into the deal. I mean, there are those F&I managers, but hopefully we have good ones that are looking to serve the client and uh, make sure that they're protected on this valuable investment that they're making. So whether that's warranty or, you know, whatever. I mean, the old joke about the undercoating, whatever. Right. But, I mean, I've heard of wheel protection plans, uh, paint protection plans, um, even, you know, going down to things that your insurance won't cover such as getting you a vehicle if if you're ever broken down or in a wreck oh yeah uh things like that 
Or, I mean, you the know. Pa- I, payment assistance. Payment yeah. assistance. I, I loved uh, talking to people about gap insurance. I was, right. Why would anybody not get gap? Right, yeah. and I would share a story. It was actually one of our F and I managers who didn't have gap on a vehicle, really, and ended up after being totaled out of a vehicle, six thousand dollars to the negative. Still Jeez. owed an additional six thousand dollars on a vehicle she no longer had access to. What a, what a great story for that F and I manager to use. Oh, and she, hey, it she happened did. to me. Right, I was the one, man. I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, I, I can't encourage you strongly enough to to take gap. Right? Why wouldn't you? But right. uh, there are certainly those who, and I don't think any product that they're selling is not advantageous to the customer. It's just a matter of is it worth the investment, right? I mean, even yeah, one of the things in, in kind of setting up the uh, the uh, F and I to sell product. I know there's any number of different, you know, I think it was called diamond coating at the one dealership I worked at, but everybody's got paint their version. Protection. It's a paint protection. It's it's a protection on the, the interior. upholstery, right, yeah. the interior. But it, it was so far as if you put a rip in the seat because you got in the car and you had a pin in your back pocket and poked through the seat and it, it was covered. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, what else is going to do And it was only $75 a month. Right. <laughs> For for seven years, right? But it extends. I mean, you know, that's a it has its own warranty. So certainly, and there was a video that they had that I would show to every customer, right? I mean, they're sitting waiting for F and I. I could load up this video on my computer. I could say, hey, let me just show you something. It's available to you if you want it. If it's not a big deal to you, I certainly understand that. But it's incredible. I mean, it's really cool, and it showed them actually putting kerosene on the car hood and and lighting it on fire and just wiping it off afterward i mean that's pretty impressive stuff well that's exactly what i'm talking about ray is is preparing uh or you know kind of pre-sale pre-selling those things to the client so yeah i've heard of that before you know hey watch this little minute and a half video this little three minute video while we're waiting but yeah we've usually got you know 20 30 minutes at least waiting on f and i to prepare so yeah, we can walk out and, and look at some of the products. You know, maybe we've got something similar on the showroom with this product on it, and we have word tracks for things like that. You know, uh, talking about gap insurance. You know, how long have you owned your current car, and what's the payoff? You know, we obviously know that information, but hey, I'm just noticing right here that your payoff right now is is X. Man, I wonder what would have happened if you had totaled that car today instead of traded it in. And for protection plans too, you know, there's word tracks that we can use in the sales department to set up F&I to be more successful. Right? I can't think of any right now, but, <laughs> but, but I'm I know sure there are some. <laughs> Because I haven't sold cars in so long. I haven't had to do that. That reminds me of uh, <laughs> the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And the reporters reporting on the fact that the last, you know, the whole world's gone nuts over getting the golden tickets. Yeah. And the reporters saying, you know, uh, you know, the, the last ticket has been found. And, you know, but we need to remember as a people that there are more important things in this world than you know these golden tickets and then he says i, I can't think of any of them right now but i know that they're more important <laughs> kind of like that you know there, there are things that we need to say is set the f and i up yeah. i have no idea what they are but there but are, there yeah. are things <laughs> we'll probably so, cut all that out oh we will <laughs> for sure Okay, John, so we've set up our customer in order to be uh, at least knowledgeable or considering already before they go in and sit down with F&I some of the products that are available to them. 
Absolutely. What does a good F&I manager need to be focused on at that point? Uh, well, I think it, it, obviously it's a profit center, right? And we want it to be that. Um, so what we want to do, just like in finding the perfect vehicle for the client that they you know, want to own today, let's, let's work on instead of slamming customers into products or being deceitful or, I mean, that legally can get you in trouble. Absolutely. And I've heard stories of several F&I managers that literally, you know, get in legal trouble, criminal trouble for forging documents or lying okay. to customers yeah. about. As so, they should. Absolutely. They yeah, should. we'd never endorse that yeah. kind of thing, just like we would never endorse that kind of thing on the sales end. Right. Uh, so, But let's talk or about... even the word tracks like, you know... Here's your payment, and that includes yeah. all the other things, rather than giving them the option for some of those things. Actually, I like that. Do you? Yeah. Here, all right. We figured all this out. You know, it comes down to yada yada yada, yeah. and the payment of you agreed to four sixty a month, well, and that our the four sixty a month includes the gap. And you know, well, yeah. I mean, I would just how present- about FNI managers should restructure the deal? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get your, get your Red Bull there. Have you another swig? <laughs> you want to, I'm going to open it up and you can lick the can. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so yeah, to, to wrap up, Ray, uh, the, the sales department can definitely be a liaison to the F&I. We can definitely set them up for success. Um, and the F&I department... Can, can sell value just like the sales department does and, and be a profit center in itself. So, you know, we would do that by uh, with things like... <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. Well, so I think along with our sales training, it's also incumbent on the management team and the F&I department to... I mean, we're having Saturday morning sales meetings, right? Yeah. Not just listening to them on the podcast, but we're actually having them physically in the dealership. Take one a quarter, if not one a month, and talk about the word tracks, the how we need to set up the the customer to be most receptive to the things that are going to be shared in the F and I department. We what do a, very little. Tra- what my personal experience is is we do very little training on that. What a great idea! Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean. If F&I is not in your sales meetings, I would encourage them to be so and to be a presenter, like you said, once a month, uh, every now and then uh, on these things such as word tracks. And, and not only that, but again, as the sales manager's kind of client, as they're selling the salespeople on the best practices and best processes, so too can the F&I managers. You know, sell them on why this is important to set this up the proper way. You know, sell them on why you're a team and it's important to work together to create, you know, the most dealership revenue. All right, John. Well, that brings us to another end of an episode of Saturday Morning Sales. Let me try again. Yeah. All right, ready? Okay, John. That takes us to another. (laughs) Takes us to the end. See, I just finished talking, so it's got to be you that does it. All right, John, that takes us to the end of another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray. <laughs> I love it, Ray. I love it. That was the, uh, I love the way you said that. It was so, so natural, too. I just said it right off the cuff. I didn't need any practice or, 
or delays there. I didn't try to say it three times before we actually had the one that that we aired. As maybe if I was laughing at the beginning of that sentence, it's because it was the fourth time you had said it. But uh, we want to thank everybody for listening today, and, and absolutely encourage you to join us again. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.